This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, beautiful. Holy caffeine! It's the world's greatest super friends. Ronnie and Aaron. Faster than a streak of lightning. A DC Comics podcast. Absolute. Tell me something, my friend. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah, sure, why not? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. He's a hipster. The Flash World's Fastest Human. I mean, I grew up with Wally West. Think about the future. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Dude, you're a dumbass. You are foolish. Ooh. DC Absolute. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. It's just like... It doesn't make sense. You ready to talk some comics? I'm ready. Um, before we get into the listener questions, I have a question for you. Okay. What, what is your question? Is my question. That is my question for you. Magic 8-Ball says, <laughs> check again later. Ah, all right, I guess we'll do listener questions first and then we'll figure it out no i I was going to ask um what the the favorite thing or series that you're reading right now might be oh tough one right off the bat eh yeah because i i've got one and when i i said it to you guys in our chat i think everyone was kind of surprised well you go and i'll think about it how about that okay Right now, I honestly think that Batgirl may have become my favorite DC book. Yeah, I was surprised when you said that in the chat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. The current arc right now with um, her and Nightwing is just so good that I'm loving every bit of how they're jumping between, um, you know, when they first kind of started working together many, many years ago on their first case and i mean it's the thing that they're working on now is pretty much the younger sibling of the person that they were dealing with the first time but right. just the way the way that they've gone back and forth from when they were you know kind of teenagers to when they're i'm guessing 20ish in their 20s now right mm-hmm. but man oh man that book is spectacular who is the creative team on that again? Oh, um, I don't even remember. Uh, is it Julie Benson writing it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I, I hadn't read the last issue, and you were like, you got to read it, dude. It's so awesome. It's like my favorite comic of the week. And then I read it, and like the first three panels are about pooping. Nah, it wasn't just about pooping, you jerk. <laughs> the first four panels? <laughs> Well, I mean, first it, four panels were. Uh, it was just a guy hanging around. Oh, no, Hope Larson's writing the book. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Hope Larson and uh, Chris Wildgoose is the artist. Wildgoose? Yeah. He's British. I met him at uh, New York Comic Con. Hmm. Do you I, think Dry Goose is his uh, cousin? Could be. And Grey Goose is his uncle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had no idea he was English. And I went over and I was telling him how much I, you know, we were talking about Batgirl and the art and stuff. And, you know, obviously he has an accent. I was like, oh, interesting. 
Now, are you talking DC books like ongoings or minis or what? Uh, I'm talking whatever DC's putting out. Okay. Cool. Because um, I would have to say Gotham Garage. Okay. And or Mr. Miracle. Okay. Uh, I have I have fallen behind on Mr. Miracle. I've only read the first issue. Well, uh, Gotham Garage, just because, like you, it's like Elseworld style. Right. That's 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 a digital weekly, right? It's every week. Yes, or is that's it correct. Oh, okay. It's every week. Yeah. So it's like Injustice. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, Mr. Miracle, just because I'm really fascinated with that. I know everybody from our group is the whole, you know, dark side is pun, making fun of type thing. But I uh, I like the art in it. I like Tom's writing in it. Right. It's just, it's like one of those Moon Knight feels, like how Moon Knight was when it just relaunched with uh, Lemire writing it. Okay. Like, you don't know exactly what the hell's happening. Who was on the art? That's Mitch, Mitch Garage? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that he and Tom King work really well together. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sheriff of Babylon's awesome. But, uh, Agreed. Yeah, like I, I didn't have a problem with the first issue. I, I sort of went in not really knowing what to expect, you know, because they sort of turned Batman upside down. But right, well, not they, because well, Mitch oh, only did like yeah. an art yeah, or yeah, so, right? Two art. Yeah. Two issues in the twenties, but um, yeah. But I was like, I, I don't know, you know. But I read the first one. I was like, this is significantly better than I was expecting. And I I have issues. I guess two and three are out, right? Yeah, I have two and three. Yeah. And I just... It, it, it You know, I don't know if you've read The Vision with him or not. Yeah. It, it It's like that. It's the characters, but it has that indie book feel to it. Right. To me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. And then sometimes it's like throwback art where it's pointillism, you know, like mm-hmm. in the old school days. And then, you know, it's modern style and, the, you know, depending on what pan- the panel is trying to portray. Right. But, yeah, it. I would say those t- between those two and Gotham Garage just because... It's that Elseworlds type story, like Injustice. What well, what what is going on in Gotham Garage? Like, what do you mean? Like, what's the premise? Or yeah, I that was one. I think, I think I read the first one because you were telling me how good it was, and I was like, mm, yeah, this one's just not for me. That was like the steampunk Harley or something. Kind, it's more like Mad Max setting for the DC universe. Oh, okay, but things are like shaken up like it's not Kara Zor-El for Supergirl she's actually uh, Kara Gordon so she's not okay. uh, and like um, 
Gotham is in like a biodome, and it's ran by Lex and Polly Shore. <laughs> no, but that would be cool. <laughs> and um, she accidentally breaks out of the dome because everybody thinks it's a wasteland outside the walls. Okay. But she, but we meet like Carly and Big Barda and Natasha Irons and Catgirl or Catwoman. I think it's actually Catgirl in this, but they're like a rogue biker gang and the outside world's called like the Freeland. And what's cool is Gotham Garage is the old Hall of Justice from like the Super Friends cartoon, but it's oh, like a biker cool. bar. It's like a biker bar that Natasha Irons um, runs, and she also runs like a mechanic shop on the side of it. Okay. <clears throat> so, and it's just like uh, Dick just showed up in the in last week's issue. I haven't read this week's, but. And they don't know what to think of her because her last name's Gordon and he's like the right hand man of Lex, only he's like the person that knows everything's wrong. Right. And trying to expose him. But um her sister is Barbara. And because they adopted her. Basically it's like Clark Kent's story uh, origin, basically. But okay. they just found Kara. Because um, Batman is like, uh, what's the story where there's like all different robotic Batmans that's guarding everything, or is the police force? Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Was that Kingdom Come? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It was Kingdom Come where there's like big gigantic robots that was like Sentinels that was policing everything. Yeah, wasn't there? Yeah. So like. Um, Batman himself is like the protector of Gotham, but then there's all different kinds of um, robots and like stormtrooper guys, basically in bat suits and SWAT SWAT bat suits patrolling Gotham and making sure that there's only one order and blah 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 blah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's really cool. It's just. It's cool to see a different play on everything, I guess. Hmm. And like Harley's not obnoxious Harley in this one, right? Like when I when I read it, I actually read a uh, read her voice and think of her more as the animated Harley. Okay. And instead of you know the Harley that we get in the books nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's not what I like. <laughs> what the animated one or no the new weird like animated Harley I like, but I I don't know. Like I mean I thought Harley was okay in Suicide Squad, but I don't see why they need to take the movie versions of characters and put them into the comics. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Agreed. Like, updated costumes and whatever. Yeah. I will say, it was kind of amusing at Comic-Con that you used to see, like, a billion Harley Quinns who were dressed in, you know, like, the animated series outfit, carrying uh-huh. giant sledgehammers. Uh-huh. And now, this year, there was, like, two of them, and there were about 400,000 
uh, movie versions of her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of Suicide so it's Squad like movie old. Harley and Jokers. So it's like old vin- vintage Harley. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, like, normally you kind of groan when you're like, oh, look, another Harley Quinn. But this year it was like, hey, look, finally, there's one that's <laughs> the one that I... <laughs> right. You know? Actually one that looks like a jester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is there is a number one that came out that really has me really, really intrigued to see where it's going, though. But it's a six-issue mini. Oh, you mean um, metal? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Since it's not number one. <laughs> oh, you mean Batman the Merciless? Is that the one that was out this week? Um, I don't remember. Is that the underwater one? No, that was... Uh, that was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. I just forgot what that one was called. Drowned something. Was it the dr- was it just the drowned? The the drowning or yeah, something. Yeah. Batman the Phelps. What? Michael, Is that the thing? Michael Phelps? <laughs> oh yeah. Well in the drowning it it was back woman basically, right? Did you read that yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. yeah, it was. And she was all confused why Aquaman was Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, did I read Merciless? I don't think I read Merciless yet. I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I don't even think I've read it yet because I didn't think it was out yet. Yeah, it came out uh, what this past Wednesday. Huh. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty. I I got a new book this week. I don't remember what it is now. Now I'm confused. <laughs> well, the book I was talking about though was Ragman though. Oh, well, that brings me to a listener question. Our friend Martin asks us, what "Your friend Martin, our... yeah, I guess your mortal enemy." <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he asked us what our thoughts on Ragman was, and oh. I can give my thoughts very easily. I did not read it. <laughs> Well, I'll start off with my thoughts with <laughs> you should. Okay. Now, d- was it indicated if he's read it or not? Uh, no, he just asked what our thoughts were. Okay. Like, what are our feelings on the book? Okay. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and that was the book that I was talking about. That I'm. It's a six-issue mini, and I'm. I want to see where it goes because. So- is this following in the footsteps of the other six issue minis with like uh the what was it the rise and fall of Captain Adam and the uh, I don't remember what the other ones were the one with the crap I forget the one you were talking about uh dead man yeah with dead man do you mean does it stand alone yeah, or I mean, is, is it, it is it sort of like those books where it's you know they're releasing obscure character minis? I, I would for, say so for seemingly um, no purpose. Like I don't know if it connects to anything or 
yeah, I don't know if it'll connect to anything either, but it's not, um, it hasn't shown anybody yet. Okay. Like anybody else besides, I mean, it's only one issue in, so right. it's basically setting up re-origin story style. But it's Rory Reagan, Regan again, or Reagan. Okay. I think it's Regan. And like the old before that, he was um, like a war vet, but basically like Vietnam style. Okay. But now it's more like Gulf War war vet, where they break into a tomb, and you know they're not supposed to. Well, I mean, when are you ever really supposed to break into a tomb? Right, yeah. But it's, uh, it's Ray, Ray Fox. Oh, really? Is, yeah, is writing it. And, oh, uh, I didn't realize that. Uh, I'm going to butcher her, the first name, but it's Inca Miranda okay. is the artist. And it's cool. It's You know, we were talking Tom King and Mitch's... Sheriff of Babylon style, right? That that's the art that I'm and the vibe that it gives off. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to buy this. <laughs> but he's a war veteran, and but the only thing is, like, it happens in Gotham. Does everything have to happen in Gotham? Yeah, there are tombs in Gotham, and the Gulf War. No, took place that's in not Gotham. where they. No, that's not where they broke into the tomb at. <laughs> <clears throat> but everything. Um, Everything, there's stuff that, you know, of the old characters, you know, like the, his dad's shop is still there, you know, okay. from the old incarnation. I think it's Tather, Tathers and something, I believe. But I, I, I don't have it in front of me or I would know what it's called. But like that was his, like before this version before he owned an antique store or whatever, and then got into the I don't I don't want to say Egyptian or African gods type thing, and then you know he just used old rags and relics as his gear. Right. But this is more like a darkness that takes over him, hmm. and so like when he comes back from the war, he we see him in a PTSD group. Okay. And this guy's telling his story, not Rory, but another guy in the group's telling his story about seeing um, bright-eyed monsters around, and he's paranoid, and, you know, the counselor says that that's normal, that's part of the PTSD from the war. Right. And Rory's thinking in his head, man, I, I see those red eyes or those glowing eyes all over and I don't know what to do. And then sometimes he's worried because he wakes up and like he's in one, he's in one spot, and then he closes his eyes and he's in another spot. So like he doesn't know where he's at, basically. Right. And Rory's like, man, that happens to me too. I'll close my eyes at the store, and then I'll wake up and I'm gonna sleep in my bed, and like I don't know how I got from point A to point B. Right. And then, so, like, monsters show up, and, um, yeah, he turns into the ragman, and 
and the voices that he hears that he thinks that he's going crazy with. I'm not going to tell you who they are. You'll figure it out if you read it. Um, but there's that strong connection there with them. So, cause there's more than one inside his head when he's Ragman, And so it goes from there. And then it ends with the main, one of the main monsters or some of the lackeys burning down the ta- I gotta look it up now. The ta- tattered <laughs> shop, and they have his father. Okay. And so he turns into the ragman on the spot, and that's how it ends. Dun dun dun. Hmm. Well, in um, in traditional nerdy legion podcast fashion. Yes. I've just picked up issue one. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so I will, I will give it a read and report back to you when we record our next episode. Well, there you go. Because that's that's awesome that you did that. Yeah, because I mean, I, it sounds I, interesting I, enough. And I do, I do like, um, uh, I do like Ray Fox. Yep. He just had an image uh, come out too. I think another one. Did he? I I know he had um, an aftershock book. Yeah, I want to say he has like a whole bunch of stuff that was out. I think, but yeah, yeah, I will, I will read this and get back to you. <laughs> I'm trying to look. I got it. Oh, it's rags and tatters and tatters is what the name of the antique shop is that his dad owns, and he lives upstairs in the attic or up in the upstairs apartment. Okay. To go back to your question, why everything has to happen in Gotham, I often wonder that. <laughs> like there, there are I mean, so many, so many stories that take place in Gotham that don't have to take place in Gotham. That it's not a Batman story, so there's like it doesn't make sense why some of these other people would be doing stuff there, and it, I never understood it. You know. I mean, there's so many other places that they can be. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, Yeah. And that's, and yeah. Uh, I don't know if that, if he was always in Gotham, like in the other incarnations or not. I don't remember that part. To be honest, I've never really read much. So I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't know if like if it because to me like when I think I don't know like old antique shop type thing it'd be like a New Orleans type thing you know what I mean like with the voodoo type stuff right for, for this type of story but like I don't know what the connection of why it has to be Gotham unless you know pre-52 Ragman was in Gotham yeah, like like I said, it's I'm not overly familiar with the character, so I got no idea. Right, I only um, Mike Myers. Uh, I was in the Constantine and Detective Chimp, so I tweeted him and asking him what other books that Detective Chimp was in. Okay, and um, he told me that I should read Shadow Pact. Because that was a part of like the 
Dark Arts like team. Okay. And Ragman was in that for a little bit, so that's about the only time, only around the version, basically that I know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just looking it up quick, it looks like Shadow Pack takes place in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, but you know, so like, I don't really see. You know, but it's a group book, though. It's not right. But I'm saying, like, I don't really see him having such a huge Gotham connection in anything, right? You know, but yeah. But honestly, yep, I, yep. I don't know. I'm just looking quick at you know little things. <clears throat> um, so that brings me to the other reader question that I, I sort of proposed to you last time we recorded. That uh-huh. our friend Nick uh, asked us about our favorite um, DC character revamps. Okay. And I should have asked him if he meant just for Rebirth or in general, but uh-huh. I, I took that as, as an in general kind of thing. Okay. And of course, me being me, I I couldn't just stick with best. I also came up with a bunch that I really hated. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes. So um I guess do you I wanna... know one of my best and one of your worst is going to be <laughs> the same, right? I don't know. I don't know. I one of my cool things I guess is like taking I guess I walked that fine line where I want to see older characters from my childhood. Okay. But modernized. And then, you know, like the god-awful G.I. Joe movies, sometimes that doesn't work out. Right. So what you're saying is you loved Emo Lobo in the New 52 because it was a modernized version of the Lobo that you liked (laughs) back when you were younger. No, 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 no. No. Are you sure? I'm 120,000% sure. <laughs> because he, he made my list of, of worst. No, he made my list of worst, too. <laughs> Even though, I mean, it wasn't really a revamp. It was a different character. It was a revamp. Yeah, but it was a revamp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my top ones might surprise you. Okay. Honestly. Of the ones that I really enjoy. Okay. Is Jericho. Alright, I could see that. It's more... It's not that he's revamped, it's just more modernized, I guess. Right. Well, in uh, along the same lines, one of my favorites is... Um, is Nightwing. How he's, he went from, you know, like the 70s disco collar and the powder blue costume and I mean he wore that really awful what was it that like the black and yellow outfit for a while but now you know he's got the his character design now Mm -hmm. with you know it's more streamlined oh yeah it's fantastic just the the design of him and also I like I don't know, like, something with the character. Like, he seems that he's way more mature than he was. 
Well, I would hope so after 30 years. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's still 22 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right, yeah. So what you're saying is the writing was fantastic back when we were kids, well, but now it's even better. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I think that they, you know, especially because he's a character that's that's grown, I mean, over 70 years. I don't know when Robin first showed up. Right. At least 60 years. But, you know, I mean, you've seen him over with everything, and I think his his development, his everything, is one of the best. As time has gone on, he's been one of the the most solid, different characters, I guess. Yeah. See, you went a different way, I guess. Because I went, like, total revamp. Oh, I, I have a few of those. Okay. I, I, I kind of split that half and half. Because I'm going to guess that my favorite, Nick Whitmore, would say that that's a chicken shit answer. Okay. Because, you know, that's on the fence about it. But he wouldn't say it like I just said it because, you know, he's super nice and super cool. But I just come out and say it because I have no filter. Uh-oh. Now I'm nervous. Your favorite is going to be... Uh, let me see if I can guess. Well, not my favorite. I haven't said my favorite yet. Oh. Oh, jeez. Your favorite I was is, just... Um, oh, I know what it's going to be. Because it's going to be one... What? You said it's going to be one I don't like. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be when um, Guy Gardner had, like, that weird blue war paint all over him? And he was wearing, like, the chaps and the cowboy boots? And he was called the warrior. Yeah, and um, he was like, all of a sudden, he's not fully human, and he's kind of alien, <laughs> right? No, no, <laughs> because that that's on my on my worst list as well. <laughs> oh, a guy could be on the list. Yeah, as a revamp. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I I think RVD did pretty good. In this run with him, yeah, like showing honest, that side of him. I think the most interesting thing that happened with him was when he became a Red Lantern. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant like this new. Yeah, no, no, I know, but Venditti yeah, didn't write that. It was Charles Soule. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you take a, a character, he's always been kind of angry. He's always been really hot-headed, and. You know, but he obviously has strong willpower, but all of a sudden, you know, the anger sort of intensifies and he's all rage all the time. And hey, now he's a Red Lantern. I mean, that's that's a totally different direction to take him in. And I mean, he ended up leading the Red Lantern Corps, which was kind of cool. Well, a faction of it, I guess. But yeah, it was still pretty awesome. So I, I would probably... <laughs> he has had some of my, my favorite and least favorite revamps, I would say. <laughs> um, see... Okay, here's a revamp for you that has done, like, three that I know of that could be more than that, obviously, but, like, um, Calendar Man. Okay. Okay. Like in the old days, like when we were little, 
he was just like a one-off villain and he only did stuff like uh you know on whatever right right and then he went to well not in this order either but then like in the new 52 he was in the backup issues playing the stupid newscaster role yeah right but then he went to that what issue was that was that a Batman issue or was that the the holiday issue I think it was the holiday issue like where he went they went like serial killer style with him and like hard and edgy oh you know what I'm talking about yeah um I don't remember where that was I don't I don't think Carol. it was an issue of Batman. Just because I, it was it was a Batman no way story. That it was that good. <laughs> but I I think it was, it was a Batman story. But I think it was maybe was there a Batman annual that it was a story in? It could have been the annual, which the annual I think was the was the holiday issue that had several writers writing shorts in it. Right. Man, now I don't remember. <clears throat> I do remember reading that, though, and I do remember enjoying it significantly yeah. more than I expected to enjoy a Calendar Man story. Yeah, right. So that that would be a revamp that I totally dug, just because you take the wacky, cheesiness of it right, and you make them relevant. That's the cool thing. That's, you know. Yeah. Or you, or like, say, with Kite Man... I know, I know. That's one reason why I like the Kite Man. I'm unfamiliar with that character. <sighs> yeah, well. But that's that's one of the reasons why I like him, though, is because it's a different take, and it's not... It is like satire and slapsticky kind of thing, but we also get the layers, too, of why. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. Um before I get back to my, my list of anger. Um, <laughs> and a list of anger? Yeah. Just some horrible choices. Um, one one that I'm enjoying, or, or that I enjoy, I'll put it this way, I enjoy it in theory, but I haven't been enjoying it as much recently, I guess, okay. is you got Superman, who is, you know, the all-American good guy. You right. got his arch nemesis who's this ultra wealthy you know i'm going to do anything i can to give myself more power and make myself more money and stop superman in the process bad guy uh lex luthor but he's not that but then you take lex luthor and turn him into superman and i yep. think the this current version of him is it's one of the strangest choices that I guess they made in, in taking a character in a new direction but at the same time it makes so much sense for mm -hmm. you know this 70 year character arc that right. it's I, I in theory I really enjoy it but I mean, it it really I mean it really comes down to the writer I think that there are some people who get 
all the complexity of the the character of he's still Lex Luthor, but he's also Superman. Mm-hmm. But there's others that you know just still write him like he's the old Lex, and it doesn't fit the new version. So it kind of like makes it yeah. really awkward, you know, like sort of disjointed, I guess, for me. But yeah, I I think I think this new Lex is probably one of my favorite updates of of anyone. Is is your favorite one? No, 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 not my favorite. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm going to save my favor for the end. Okay. After I go on for about 25 minutes about things I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just basically staying on target then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it just feels weird. Like, he's been, just because we grew up with him being the villain. Right. And the heel, and then all of a sudden, you know, like wrestling, he does the babyface turn. But you know, but that's why it's interesting because he's been like the ultimate bad guy. You know, like it's almost like if if the Joker all of a sudden saved a kitten in a tree and gave it back to a little girl, and then oh. bought her like a slice of pizza for lunch. Yes, that's just like Sean Murphy's White Knight. Yeah. See. And that should be one of the books that we talked about at the beginning, too, because that book's awesome. I haven't read the first issue yet. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I have it. I do have that. I just haven't read it yet. <laughs> well, you're going to read Ragman and White Knight as soon as we're done recording oh them. And I have to read so many books. <laughs> <laughs> before Wednesday. Yeah, before Wednesday. It's a good thing tomorrow's not Halloween. And I have stuff to do. Yep. Sucks to be you. Yeah. <sighs> Oh well. Um, what's what's another that that you like or dislike? Um, there's an, let's see. I, well, Ragman, I would say, right. would be one, just because it's mo- uh, his character is modernized, right? And um, it's not really a fresh take on it because. Because all the the genesis of the origin is there still. Okay. But uh, the things that are changed, there's subtle nods to throwbacks and whatever. Right. Um. I have one character that has gone through some changes that I love and hate. <laughs> And that character is Batman. <laughs> All right. The one, I, I mean, I, it kind of surprises people when I say I liked it, but I, I enjoyed Jim Gordon Batman. The big bunny-eared robot Batman. Right, but I mean, also he had like kind of a cool Batman kind of costume thing that he wore. I mean, it was weird seeing Gordon, you know, with like a shaved head and everything. But I, I don't know, like I. I kind of liked that they were trying to do, you know, something like there was no Batman. So Gotham, as much as they hate Batman at times, most of the time, they still, you know, obviously the people in the police department realize that they still need a Batman. So what do they do? They make their own, you know, and who better to do that than the one person who actually 
knows Batman. Right. So I, I thought that was like an interesting, you know, the same thing with Lex Luthor. Like you have, I mean, Gordon isn't, you know, like Batman's enemy, but it, it, the two of them never really, I guess until recently, it's not like they see eye to eye that, you know, Gordon's always trying to get Batman to do things like his way. And Batman's like, hell no, I'm Batman. I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to do. But, you know, seeing Gordon kind of struggle with being Batman and, like, realizing what Bruce goes through, I guess. Right, yeah. Was was pretty interesting to me. The dual identity part of it, the stress on that. Right, except, I mean, but at the same time, everyone knew that it was Gordon in the Batman suit, right? Yeah. So, like, at least he didn't have to, he wasn't dealing with nobody knows who I am. Right, yeah. But it's still, you know, him functioning in and out of the costume. Right, right. Which is significantly better than my least favorite Batman, which was when um, Azrael became Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know why. I am not not a fan. I mean, was I, it... Because it wasn't written properly? I mean, one, the costume was ridiculous. Well, it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like the, Luckily, it only went on for like 18 months. <laughs> but but yeah. I, I, I was not a fan of the John Paul Valley um, Batman run. <laughs> All right. I could see that. You know? Yeah. One for me to the good side would be this new Bizarro that we got with uh, Jason Todd and Bizarro. Yep. With Robin or Red Red Hood and the Outlaws. Red Robin. This Bizarro made my list as well. Just because, like we've said, you know, in the archives in past episodes mm-hmm. that he's more of the of mice and men Lenny style right and humanized instead of you know this big dumb brute I guess yeah the layers it's the layers of the onion Shrek <laughs> jeez <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I, I completely agree it, for all of those reasons that it's not slapstick Bizarro. Yeah. Who's just like this oaf who thinks he's Superman and does everything screwed up. Like this guy, you know, he has friends that he wants to protect and yep. he, you know, sacrifices himself time and again to help. And, you know, like you feel when, uh, you know, he's like saving those people, keeping them safe in the the cave or whatever that he hid them right. in. Yep. Yep. You're like, I mean, old Bizarro would never have done that. Old Bizarro would have, you know, eaten them because that's funny or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Or you know, pet them and broke their, broke neck. their necks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
My favorite part, though, is when Bizarro gets shot when he's looking out at the lake. Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the flowers. Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Do you think Red Hood fits that to you? Um, or Artemis, for that matter? I guess Artemis would. Red Hood, I mean, he's always... He still sort of feels the same to me. Okay. Even during the terrible New 52 book? That doesn't exist. You know, when when Jason Todd is written correctly, he's always felt the same to me. Okay. You know, like that, that was... See, old Bizarro would have fit into that book because it was just ridiculous. All right. Um, another, uh, another least favorite of mine. Yes. <laughs> do you do you remember Flashpoint Zatanna? Yes. <laughs> when she was wearing like the the hip hugger jeans or the pants and the yes. weird like bra and leather vest and <laughs> like the, what the what the crap was that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I get that, you know, everything was different. You know, like, I mean, obviously they had to make things strange so that they realized things were strange, but... Right. Oh, my goodness, what an odd... Of all all the people to do something like that, too, that was just a really odd sort of thing. Yep, (laughs) totally agree. (laughs) How many, um... How many more do you have? You got a bunch? I have one. I have one of my favorites, but I'm sure I can talk about a lot more. So, okay, I, I'm going to say my favorite until you, you know, until we're ready. All right. Well, I I got a couple more that I really don't like. Okay. And then I can get to the the one that I really liked. Um. Another. <laughs> this one is so bad. Do you remember when Dr. Fate um, was no longer a magician? When was that? In in the 90s, in the, the Fate series, when he had, like, a maroon, like, oh, yes. stretchy outfit on, like a yes. unitard, and yes. he had, like, a shoulder pad and just random belts all over his chest and whatever... And yeah. and he used like just he had a sword and you're like why does Doctor Fate have a sword and a mullet and what exactly is happening with this character <laughs> that was so awesome and the answer is I don't the nineties yeah I I don't know what the answer is it's just like it doesn't make sense <laughs> that one does not make sense yeah um I one that overall I don't think I liked was um, when Hal Jordan in the New 52 quit the Green Lantern Corps basically to take the blame that everybody hated the Green Lanterns and he's like, you know what, if I steal this gauntlet and I take the blame for everything, people will like the Green Lanterns and I'll just be this renegade guy. But for some reason when he took the gauntlet instead of keeping his look, he had long hair and, like, a trench coat. 
and like a weird white bodysuit. Well, yeah, like because character-wise, I liked it, <laughs> but like design-wise, I was not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that one, and um, the the last one that I really was not a huge fan of was the the depowered Superman from the New Fifty Two. I mean, Super- I don't know. Superman's had a couple crappy ones. I, I was not a fan of, like, the black costume Superman. Oh, come on. <laughs> the Returner? No. No. Man, that one was awesome. Awful. He's awful wrong. No. Uh, now, if you're going to talk blue and red Superman, then we can go awful. <laughs> no, but, like, the, the depowered Superman was, like, he shaved his head, and he wore blue jeans... And basically just like a Superman t-shirt that, like, you and I would wear. And like Connor does. Yeah. Except, you know, when there's, like, a, a teen clone that makes sense. Like, he was literally wearing, like, a blue t-shirt with the logo. Yeah. And it just... Oh, and he had the, like, work boots and the rolled-up pants at the bottom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's always... Bleeding in his well, he hand. was a kid himself, though, in New 52, right? No. Well, I mean, he isn't as old as the Superman is in Re- in, in Rebirth. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't even remember. It was so dumb. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Okay. So I, all I have to really talk about is my my favorite my favorite um my favorite update okay well i have a 1a and a 1b okay so do you want to give your 1b yes my 1b would be orphan oh interesting because i totally dig that part of like the revamp or the new direction that they went with her character. Yeah, I could see that. I, you know what? Totally slipped my mind. That's a good yeah. choice. Thank you. I thought so as well. That's why she's my one B. <laughs> Obviously, it's not that good a choice because it's not my number well, one. My one A is Aquaman. I, I'm confused. <clears throat> what the, the revamp when he had long hair and a hook? No, I'm talking about <laughs> the Rebirth Aquaman. This one right here. Okay. Just because, I, you know, it could be that the writing's stronger or than previous versions, I would say. I mean, there was some. Like, I, I liked the first couple arcs of the new 52 Aquaman, you know. Yeah. But then it, like, tailed off. But yeah. I, <laughs> Who wrote the first couple arcs of the new 52 Aquaman? I don't know. Who did? Jeff Johns. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sure. He did. He wrote everything new 52. He did. He wrote every, right? every single. Well, close to everything, except for Batman. That was Snyder. Yeah. And Animal Man. And Swamp Thing. No, he wrote but you get the, No, No, he didn't. All of because them. I liked the first two arcs of those, too. But 
you know, like this this one is more of a uh, we're going back to like the old school values of it, I guess. Right. And so to me, it might not be as big of a revamp as like the new Ragman or, or Orphan or there's just a subtle change that makes them new and fresh again. Right. Could it be the subtle change that he's not the king and he's like, fuck it, Lannis? Well, no, because when it started, he was the king. When I liked it and you guys didn't. Because it was bad. Uh, no, because it was good. No. It was so good you thought it was bad. Oh my God, no, it's not one of those like weird things <laughs> that it was so bad it like wrapped itself around and became good again. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. It's not. It's not how it was. <laughs> the the first four issues, that first trade of the Rebirth Aquaman is garbage. I will stand by that. It was garbage. And once issue five hit, and they realized, hmm, let's not have Black Manta be totally stupid, and let's actually write a good Aquaman character, that's when that book got good. But I agree, Aquaman is awesome now. Yeah. Now, not then. It's always been since rebirth. Um, <clears throat> my favorite, and this is going to come out of left field, because it's like when he was first around, he was like a not even a D level villain. Okay. But one particular author saw how awesome this character could be. Kite man. And she took this character and made him so cool. And that author is Gail Simone, and that character is Catman. Interesting. The you're you're gonna have to tell me more because I don't think I've read it. Okay, Sinister Six. You've never read Sinister Six? Not Sinister Six. Secret Six. Spider Man Sinister no, Six. Secret, oh yeah, Six. I love that. I'm totally confused. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> Forget it. Podcast over. Um, yeah, you don't remember Catman in Sinister Six? He was the guy with the octopus arms. Um, no. No, like when when Catman first showed up, he was basically this just like throwaway villain. Then he went away for a while. He came back again a little bit, and he was like this fat, like loserish, you know, basic like. He was the villain that the other villains made fun of. <laughs> you know, like, he couldn't do anything right, and he was horrible. And then in Sinister Six, she um, was like, I'm going to use this character, and I'm going to make him freaking awesome as hell, where he's just great. I, I mean... Sinister Six? <laughs> did I say that again? Yeah. Oh, my God. So he's Craven? Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Yeah, he's the one that hovers on the green whatever... Green Goblin hovers on. <laughs> the glider? Yeah. Yeah. So what is this title so that way I can actually go... I don't even know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep saying Sinister Six no matter, no matter how many times I know in my heart of hearts that it's Secret Six. <laughs> oh, it's Secret Six. Okay. And now it will, I will say Sinister Six every single time now, just so you know. Okay. Um, but we can talk about Sinister Six. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know anyone else in the Sinister Six, so <laughs> I, I'm out of Spider-Man references. 
<laughs> um, yeah, but he, uh, when, I'm trying to think when. So Bane was in this one? No. Um, okay. I'm trying to think, maybe it was 2005? I don't remember. It was like Villains the. United? Yeah, it was the Villains United story, but I'm I'm ignoring that. But I'm going the the newest version of him, which was in the new Fifty Two. Okay. Is I mean, if if you were, it's probably the same way that you feel. I'm like, kite man, garbage. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. That he, uh, I mean, literally, it was this total throwaway he would show up just to get foiled kind of thing and then all of a sudden he's like the leader of this group and he like she turned him into you know he's he's like black alice is that who you're talking about yeah black alice is in it uh-huh um or are you saying gail simone no i think she gail simone okay pronouns pal what it, <laughs> Just the only female that I've referenced in the last four minutes has been Gail Simone. Well, then you started talking about Secret Six, so I was trying to figure out. I'm just making shit up at this point. Um, Whoa, yeah, Ventriloquist isn't a part of the team too. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got to read oh, it's this. Oh, and then Ralph. You got to read this. It's really good. Okay. Okay. So he, um, I mean, I'm trying to think. He he showed up a bunch in her Birds of Prey stuff. And whatever, but he he went from being this overweight pushover to being this like athletic, cunning. You know, I I guess he has super strength. Maybe he's I don't remember, but he he's like a fantastic fighter. He, you know, and and at the same time, even though he's kind of always on like villain teams, he's always he's another of those like kind of like the rogues in a way how they sort of have that like weird nobility like there are lines that he that they won't cross and that's you know that's sort of him you know uh, yeah i can see that yeah i mean he he's gone toe to toe with batman a couple times and it's been entertaining but i i definitely if you have a chance to read secret 6 mm-hmm. i i would highly recommend it. It's all really well, good. Uh, I just bought it, so... Ha <laughs> 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 So for... This segment I has guess. been brought to you by Gail Simone and Comixology. <laughs> <laughs> so the first segment was brought to you by Comixology as well. Yes. Do we get kickbacks? That would be nice. <laughs> No, we don't. We're not cool enough to have Patreons. Oh yeah. Oh well. Oh well. We are, we're cool enough to be the number two downloaded podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I think one thing that I do like really enjoy about Catman is yeah. that even though he's sort of he is a villain, but he's sort of a good guy in a villain suit. But like he hates. He just doesn't like the Justice League because he thinks uh-huh. that they're abusing their powers. So this is like Suicide Squad version B, C? But it's not a Suicide Squad. Well, I know that. 
But I'm just saying it's like a group of bad guys, basically, right? For the most part. Yeah. But so. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, I'm not knocking on it because, like I said, now I got to read it. So. Yeah, it's good. I I would definitely say of of all the characters that I have read that have been very terrible in the past. And then right. all of a sudden have become awesome. Catman is number one. Can't argue with that. Well, I mean, you can't argue with that. You'd be wrong. Well, I could, but I don't know anything about him. So now I gotta find out about him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think when he even debuted. I mean, it has to have been a long time ago. Like maybe like the late '50s, early '60s. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be like one of, in one of those. Let's see here. Look, I just clicked on it in 1940s. He showed up in the 40s. Yeah, he was a Hollyoak Publishing character. Interesting. And his, and he came out in uh, Catman and Kitten. I don't know, but he was he was initially a supervillain in the rival of Batman. Right. Hmm. Uh, he came out in Detective Comics uh, number 311, 1963. Oh, okay. And it was created by Bill, Bill Finger, Finger right? and yeah. Jim Mooney. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, so and, he's, he's like... But there's so- also another different Catman, too, uh, in the Blackhawks. Oh yeah, and Black and Blackhawk one forty one, but he has no connection with a more prominent Batman villain. So yeah, interesting. There you go. Interesting. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he when he was like totally useless. I think he was in the um. Uh, what was the name of the team? The one with Killer Moth, um, the Misfits. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what... Yes, it's The Misfits. Oh, are you reading it? Yeah. Oh, okay. His unknown team affiliations, is, it says Secret Six and The Misfits. Yeah, so like that, that was pretty much... He was like the... He was the punching bag of that group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but... Yeah, that's... That's pretty much my my favorite or favorites and my least favorites. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple others that we can go on there, but those definitely spring to our mind right now. Yeah. I'm sure people <laughs> listening to this will get in touch with us and let us know why we were wrong. Or what their best and worst ones are. Yeah, that's why we're wrong. Well, I'm not saying why we're wrong, because I'm sure you gotta, most of them will agree with me. You gotta, but, you, know. you gotta be more negative about stuff, Ronnie. I can't. That's your problem. It's a big problem. Maybe. It's <laughs> a big problem. Yeah. But, but, oh well. That Catman cover that I just sent you. Oh, did you send me one? 
Yeah, in Skype chat. Ah. That's the first cover that he was, or that's oh, his first it. appearance. Where he's riding the cat. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you would think that him and Catwoman would be like arch rivals. Why? They're totally different characters, man. But he's riding the cat, though. And she, and she enjoys cats. See what I'm saying? I don't see what you're saying. Oh, my God. I, I don't see what one thing has to do with the other. Hmm. All right. Next thing you're going to tell me is that Batman and Man Bat should be friends because they're just like opposites of each other. Yeah. 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 Why? Why aren't they? Speaking of, Uh-oh. another revamped character Uh-oh. Could, be, could be Clayface. Hmm. Well, I guess it's not revamped. It's, well, I mean, he's more reformed, I guess. Right, yeah. That's kind of... No, yeah. that's two totally different things. No, you, you don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it was kind of like when the rogues were good guys defending everything and forever evil yeah shut up (laughs) you're not my real dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like Clayface now I mean I always like Clayface but he's he's really good now I don't sort of groan when he shows up (laughs) right yeah because I guess he can go into that same category as like Bizarro, where it actually, yeah, where they actually added layers, yeah, you know, and didn't like totally retcon what he was just to fit the story, right? Because the roots are still there; they just humanized him more. Yeah, yeah. Well, are you ready to wrap this up? No. Now I am. Uh, you kept saying yeah, so. That's what I say when I agree with you. What am I supposed to say? I mean, I, I, know. I know you're not used to me agreeing with you. So nope. I kind of came out of left field, I guess. So, you ready to wrap this thing up? Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Absolute DC Podcast. Uh, you can tweet me directly at Aaron S. Bell. You can tweet me directly at Rombar316. You can tweet all hate messages directly to at Who's Paul. And if you want to get in touch with the show directly, you can tweet us at DC underscore Absolute. And, um, yeah, let us know what your favorite revamps or least favorite revamps over the years have been. And we're out.
DC Absolute. Hell yeah. That wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boom. Nerdy Legion. NerdyLegion.com. Totally confused. Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Forget it. Podcast over. Shut up. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs>